Well, good morning, everyone. My name's Brian, and today is Wednesday, October 4th, 2023, and this is episode 538 of the Lots Project podcast, where we're defying norms and designing freedom. Today's episode is titled Free Ways to Spread Your Message, Marketing Your Side Hustle on Zero Budget, and it's brought to you by Fiverr. Today, I'm going to be talking about some simple ways to get your message out there. Maybe when you start a side hustle, you start a new gig. Uh, or you just got something you want to tell people, some free ways to get that out there because, you know, at the beginning of that side hustle, the budget is pretty thin. You're not bringing anything in because no one knows about you and uh, just some simple places and strategies for getting your message out there. But first, let's grab a cup of coffee, catch up on what's going on in the live chat and die, and then we'll dive into the topic in just a little bit. Good morning, all you, everyone in the chat. James uh, James found out that Windows Window Defender accidentally deletes the Tor browser. Hmm, weird. Morning, Pip. How we doing? Uh, let's see who else is here. Blakesley Acres. Good morning, Pip. Again, Rewilder Life. Hey, Rachel. How you doing? Thanks for the thanks for the the messages in the in the telegram chat i appreciate it greenberry grove and hanging laundry how we doing all this morning what is in the cup today i am uh, polishing off this um polishing off this bag of silver bullet today it is uh it has been fantastic and um and we'll see what we got tomorrow. I've talked enough about that silver bullet. If you want some, you can find it at foodforestfarms.com under the Lots Project um, on in general store. I think Brian said he is uh, doing a revamp on his website currently. But uh, as as it was, you go there and general store up on the menu bar, drop it down. You'll see the Lots Project and you can dive into all the the blends that we've come up with for the show. So enjoying this silver bullet while it lasts i think i got a, a one or two more pounds of it tucked away in the cupboard but we're gonna go something else um something else i think uh, for the rest of the week and into the weekend i'm guessing something pretty light and uh yeah light go back to light a silver bullet is a little more of a medium is a medium i would say a medium roast because it because it is that darker roast and lighter roast blended together kind of smooths out right into the middle but uh not too bad for me Oh, that's right. I uh, I see that someone had, uh, mentioned Rewilder Life's new puppy. Man, I saw that. I saw that picture uh, the other day when she was bringing the new puppy home, and I said, "Oh man, oh man." And I thought, double thought about uh, showing it to Corey because if I show it to her, she's gonna get puppy fever. And I I held off for a couple of days, and I showed her yesterday, and she was just like, mm. "I'm like, I think she may uh, she may be good on the dogs for right at the moment, and uh, I think puppies are just things to make her smile at this point. So that's nice, uh, not getting her in the in puppy fever. You know, a lot of women uh, when they hold a baby and things like that, they get uh, all excited about wanting a baby. Uh, my wife is the, the same with puppies and animals, so." Got to be careful sometimes, especially when we don't have room to take them on the road. Um, what do I have on the coffee chat list today? Uh, we talked yesterday at the end, um, at the end of the the first segment, and then wrapped up again at the end, talking about um, this emergency uh, alert system test that's supposed to be this afternoon. Um, <laughs> Rachel says, "Yeah, two dogs now. Yikes." Um, scouts older scouts your your older one right i think he's older um was the strategy to get the puppy let scout teach him and then um and then you'll have one when the unfortunate time comes that always comes uh was that the strategy there or are you just full-blown into wanting two at the moment um but anyway we talked about the the eas test that's coming today uh and Man, it, it was an interesting conversation. It was a, um, you know, you find you, you sound kind of kooky and, and conspiratorial. Uh, and it's um, it, it's interesting in this in this world 
because everything we look at, we look at kind of jaded, whether it's um, whether it's completely innocent, non non threatening or um, or or there really isn't a possibility of it being something else. We're always looking at it, scrutinizing it and looking at it from that conspiratorial eye. And unfortunately, over the last few years, we've been pretty correct as, as we I say, anybody that's questioned anything over the last few years has turned out to be partially or fully correct just after the fact um so when we were when we were talking about this emergency test system and all the things that could just go sideways with it uh what it could be used for and everything i i I found that kind of interesting and i wasn't going to really look into it much between now or between then and this afternoon i was going to let the thing go see what happens uh kind of follow up um follow up with it after after it happens, see how it went. You know, I, I've, I know that they've tried this before and they got like a fraction of the country. So it wasn't that big of a deal, but um, yeah, who knows? Who knows? I was going to wait, wait till this afternoon and see if my shit went off um, on my phone and uh, how that went. And I was sitting here doing a bunch of show prep yesterday and Corey was working. She had her, uh, she had her phone on silent uh, kind of flipped over on the table and I was working away and, when I work, I have uh, like the laptop up. I have my phone up on. Well, like use both for the majority of the time. And um, so, I'm sitting here using my phone, I go to work on the laptop, and all of a sudden my phone is vibrating. And I look down, and it's got this emergency alert on it. And I was like, "Wait, did I miss a whole day? Is it Wednesday, or did I read the date wrong? Was it supposed to be on Tuesday?" And it was about the right time. And I look and I start reading it and it was like a pre-test. It was like, you know, when you were in school and, and they gave you the test before the test, you're like, Jesus, I stress out enough about the test. Why do they have to give me a pre-test too? Uh, just to see how stupid I am <laughs> before they, they fail me with the test. But uh, I said, hey, Corey, is, is your phone going off like this, uh, this emergency thing? Uh, and she's like, what? She's like, I don't know. I have it all turned off. I have these things turned off. And I'm like, no, no, no. Pick up, pick up your phone. Look. And she picks up her phone and, and nothing, nothing. And so I, I did, hadn't really read what it said when I asked her. And so I looked back at my phone and it was like, it was testing the nearest AT&T tower, pre-testing the nearest AT&T tower or something like that. Um, and it, uh, I was like, wait, I don't have at and <laughs> I know that, I know that, um, I know the towers, um, the, the companies share towers and you grab the signal from whatever tower, but I, maybe that's why our Verizon signal sucks so bad is there's no Verizon tile, tile, Verizon towers close and we're riding, uh, riding hind tit to, to all the at and traffic. Cause nothing. Verizon doesn't work, but Corey's phone was sitting right next to me. So I assume we were going to be attached to the same tower. I, I mean, she is uh, literally a foot and a half away from me when we're sitting here. So I don't know. I don't know why hers didn't go off. I don't know why mine did. Uh, we do have uh, Android versus Apple phones that might have something to do with it. But that was just a curious little thing for me yesterday. So I don't know, pre-testing the towers, maybe they only set it out to uh, the special people that are on the list or something. <laughs> I don't know. I'm on plenty of lists, I'm sure. So it doesn't really, uh, really exclude me from much. So I don't know. Oh, people talking about vet bills in the, in the uh, chat over here. Oh, vet. Uh, when we took Walter to the vet, I was expecting to be just... Um, yeah, I was expecting to be poor after that when uh, Walter had his uh, leg thing going on earlier this summer in Tennessee. Uh, we found a great vet. Um, it was very laid back. It was very easy to work with. And we hadn't been there. Obviously, we're traveling around. And man, in, out, uh, great exam, super nice, friendly people. And the price was right. I think, uh, what did we say? $112 or something for an exam and prescription. Uh two prescriptions, I think one small prescription. It might've been a sample, but, um, the antibiotics and everything. So, um, 
uh, rewild her life. So she's riding the phone thing out today. Yeah, I don't know. Um, one thing I did have on my list here is, though, I, I realized that uh, I'm going shopping today. I'm doing my normal weekly uh, Walmart and uh, laundromat run today. And more than likely, I'm going to be in Walmart during the during the emergency test. And I've contemplated kind of documenting it. Uh, I was thinking that maybe if I could just uh, ride it out and and hang out in the store and know what time it's coming, I uh, I, I figure I could just um, I could just flip my phone on, but it's, it's going to be used. Maybe I should bring my GoPro today and just walk around with the GoPro on and wait for the alerts to go off and see how people react. Huh. I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have to see what I feel like doing. Uh, <coughs> Hunter says I've heard two main things. Zombie activation uh, and um, a virus uh, and, uh, oh, uh, the virus activation in uh, zombies. Yeah, maybe it's a virus activation in the jab or something like that. Uh, and then the other one, the signal basically delete all cell phones. Giddy up, bitches. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Hanging hang laundry says, start shouting, flapping your arms and making a scene with my arm, my phone going off. Just start running around the running around the store screaming, the bombs are on their way. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know if I could pull it off with a straight face. I really don't. Um. But man, it'd be interesting. It sure would. Um, deleting cell phones. Ah, man. I don't know. I'm glad I've driven back and forth between uh, between Walmart and uh, and where we're staying enough times. I don't use my phone anymore. I used to have to put in. You know, uh, we always thought that uh, we stayed someplace long enough uh, that. Uh, if I used the GPS, we had stayed too long. Like if I figured out where I was going, we were too familiar with the area. Uh, the, we were staying here for other reasons. So it is, it's kind of nice to get back to a place where uh, I know where I'm going, that I, I can find my way. And I'm even to a point, I think if I take a wrong turn, I can drive long enough and I've no, I've gone enough in all the directions to make sure I can get back to where we are. And uh, I think I mentioned a long time ago on the show after we had been in Tennessee, I realized at some point that all the highways here are circles. They all just go around the mountains, the small mountains that are here, and some cut across. So you'll be going around in circles, and uh, then you'll see a crossroad, and basically that road just winds up through the mountain and kicks out on the other side on the highway that goes in a circle. If you can figure that out, the navigation is... Um, it's, it's pretty easy. Uh, so let me see. Good morning, Backwoods Butcher. How are we doing? Uh, Hunter says, not here. <laughs> You'll get shot if you do that. That uh, that could be interesting, too. Gingerbread says, no agenda played the frequency everyone is worried about, and the phone stopped making noise before it got to the magic frequency. But I do have hearing loss. Um. Okay, he's talking no agenda podcast. If if you don't know what he's talking about, uh, but they probably played the the tone. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. There is some really weird tone stuff that I I was reading into a while back. Uh, Clark that uh, will be joining us after daylight savings is over, but it's just a little too early for him when uh, when they don't change the time zone in in Saskatchewan. So we got to get him back coming to the live when uh, when the time switches again but he uh, he was talking about some uh, audio warfare that his neighbor was doing uh, with the kids and the the tones that the kids can hear that as your ears develop uh, you age out of being able to hear the frequency so he was doing things where he would could walk by this guy's house and he could hear it uh, but other people couldn't his kids could hear it. He could hear it sometimes. His wife couldn't hear it. Uh, and so I started looking into it. And it's the real deal. Like you uh, you age out of certain frequencies. And I think it, it doesn't necessarily have to do with ear damage. I think it has to do with just um, the, the way your ears develop. I don't know. Didn't dig that far into it. But uh, it was definitely 
he wasn't crazy when he was saying it. it is uh it is something that has been has been um um oh no pip says anyone recall the tv show dollhouse humans get mind programmed by a mass cell phone mass spam call huh. i have the spammers have picked up a little bit on telegram and i've been using uh uh gifts to to combat that and it's been working it's kind of fun they just say hello and i send them back a creepy gif and then they're like how are you doing today and i send them another one and they they just go away uh, one thing I did want to um, I did want to mention before we go on with the topic, and I'm going to drop a link in the in the video notes is if you can't come to if you can't come to SRF in Camden in a couple of weeks, it's, it is short. It is short time now. We're within a couple of weeks. Uh, if you can't come to Camden and you really want to see the presentations, I will be speaking. Um, I mean, why would you want to miss that? I think the price of the ticket is well worth seeing me go up there and talk. Uh, but anyway, there's a guy, uh, this guy, Joel Salatin, uh, uh, Jack Spearco, John Willis, Nicole Sauce, Toolman Tim, Joel Riles with his protection dogs, and a man, a laundry list of other people speaking over two days. Uh, you can get digital tickets, uh, virtual tickets, where you can join in on a, uh, a virtual broadcast of the, the event. There will be a chat there. There are tons of people in there. Same like-minded people that you're going to run into at the conference that is um, the festival, that uh, the networking is just unreal. It's not quite the same. I'm not saying it is, but the same type of people and the same mentality people are in that chat. And you can network with them. You can chat with them like you are in the, the chat of the, the show here. If you would use my link that I'm going to drop in the in the show notes here, uh, if it's clickable. I don't know if it ends up clickable when I post it. I know when others post uh, links, they aren't clickable. But maybe you can copy and paste. That is my affiliate link. I do get a kickback if you use that to buy your virtual tickets. But uh, last night, I had a question from a listener if the virtual tickets included um the replays like did you have to watch it live and if you missed it it's gone and you have to buy the replay separate it's all included in that first ticket buy the virtual ticket get the the live interaction with the chat and the, watching the presentations and then get replay access so you can go back and watch them again so that's fantastic good morning backwoods butcher i just just uh i think i just saw you hang <laughs> jump in there um and I think so. You got some people talking about frequencies. Uh, yeah, Gingerbread says those kids have been using the tones. They once they realize it uh, to cheat in school because the teacher can't hear it, and they can uh, use like Morse code back and forth with these tones. The teachers can't use. <laughs> Backwoods Butcher says, "Is that what happens when you get married? You just age out of hearing what your wife is saying." Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I was super impressed back uh, a while back. I was home visiting my parents. My dad has, uh, my dad was in, in the military and then he worked around heavy, heavy or loud equipment all the time, uh, grinding, uh, eyeglass lenses and things like that. And he, he seriously had some hearing loss, but he ended up getting hearing aids and they were great. And we could finally hear him and the TV wasn't on a thousand volume. And uh, I was there visiting one time and my mom was out in the kitchen and the kitchen and the living room were this one big open, open uh, room. And um, my mom's in the kitchen cooking dinner and I'm out in the living room with my dad and she's asking him a question, something like, you know, do you want a salad with dinner? Do you want a salad? Um, and uh, <laughs> he, uh, um, <laughs> oh, I look over at him and he's not answering her. And he's watching TV and he's like interacting with the TV. I don't know if it was Jeopardy or something like that, but he was hearing the TV. And I was just kind of like, kind of watching, observing. And she kept asking him. And then she like yells. And he, I hear, I watch him and he goes like, he just walks back and he puts his hand behind his ear and just slides the volume down on his ear hearing aids. And he's watching the TV. And then she really yells and she like kind of comes over and tries to get his attention. And he's like, oh, sorry. And he turns his hearing aids up and he's like, sorry, I had my hearing aids turned down. <laughs> it's like, that's brilliant. It's brilliant. 
Uh, MSU Rifle says, yeah, there's two speakers at once, so you can't watch them all live. And I did want to preface that and say that there are some speakers that um, don't consent to being recorded. Uh, or I, I think they live stream them, but don't record it for the after. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there is, there is some stuff to do with, uh, maybe proprietary or, uh, or money wise. Um, I don't know. I don't know, but I just saw that on the, on the listing and wanted people to be aware of that, that there are some speakers that don't agree to that virtual thing. You'll be able to see me for sure. You will definitely be able to see me because. I don't give a shit if they put me on the internet. I think I do it every morning. Um, uh, Hunter says he wants a lock picking business talk. Interesting. I'll have to uh, I'll have to put that in Nicole's ear. I know there's some lock picking stuff going on. Somebody I noticed on demonstrations. Um, uh, I think. There are demonstrations uh, going on there, but I don't know if there is a um, is a next one or uh, is a uh, is a lock picking demo going or a presentation on the business side of it. That'd be cool too. That would be so transferable to other other topics. But anyway, guys, we're way over. Uh, I get uh, I get going on this. Uh, uh emergency system test and i'm sure we'll be talking about it tomorrow but let's get into that topic of the day that uh, i mentioned earlier uh marketing your business uh, marketing your new side hustle with uh, very or no money zero is my goal but uh some of them you're gonna have to pay just a little bit we'll go through the list and um and talk about it and but first i want to share with you something that's revolutionizing the way we work uh fiverr.com Fiverr.com, if you're getting into side hustles, that's why you're listening to this. You're trying to market your side hustle. Maybe you haven't got your logo yet. Maybe you haven't gotten a website designed yet. Maybe you have a little cash sitting around that you want to get that done, but you can't find someone affordable to do it. You should check out Fiverr.com. It's an incredible online marketplace where you can connect with talented professionals from all over the world. Fiverr has a vast range of services available from, like I said, logo design to social media management to website design to, I mean, accounting and everything across the board. So check it out. It's easy to use with the dashboard they have to view, track, and manage your orders. If you're hearing about Fiverr for the first time, think about it. It might be just right for you. Click on the affiliate link in the show notes, in the video notes, and the audio notes. Explore the endless possibilities of Fiverr.com and find out what you can have someone do for you at a very affordable price. It's great supporting freelancers um, and uh, individuals doing work on their own and being able to work peer-to-peer with them. So there you go. There you go. Um. Let's get into the topic. The title today was free ways to spread your message, marketing your side hustle on zero budget. I wanted to just kind of go through a list here. I think I got 10, um, 10 things. I don't know if I'll get to them all. We'll just kind of start rolling through them. And when time runs out, time runs out. Some of these would be um, for a local side hustle something that is working or you're doing local you have to have in-person contact in-person customers or products uh and then some of them are going to be more global or nationwide or things like that because sometimes you're able to ship products but uh man if you're a uh if you are a if you're a handyman uh you really can't it really doesn't make sense to advertise um, Mm-hmm. Uh, in the uh, comments before we get going, uh, Rewilder Life says Joel's busy. Uh, he's in an event with him next weekend. Joel Riles is, uh, I imagine that's who you're talking about. Joel is a man on a mission for sure. He was just with Tim at Prepper Camp. I think he's going to be with Tim in Kansas. He's going to be with, uh, with Rachel uh, at an event. He's going to be at SRF. The dude is on a tour for sure for events. So uh, if you haven't ever talked to Joel or watched his presentations at these events or interacted with his dogs, unreal, unreal. The guy is fantastic. What a motivator. What a uh, a businessman. And uh, add in the dogs who are cute until they're not. 
Um, yeah, win, 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 win. Definitely check out Joel Riles um, for sure, for sure. Uh, anyway, let's get back to these marketing places. Number one, number one, and whether that was, uh, whether that was, uh, if it's a uh, local, a local uh, in-person business or global, international social media. I mean, social media is where it's at. Uh, it costs you time. It can cost you money if you want. You can use ads. You can use it. Facebook ads are very, very powerful. Uh, I'm diving into them now, trying to spin some of the spin some of the the inflow of of uh, earnings to um, to ads and trying to spread the message, kind of using some of the some of the work as fodder for the next. But social media doesn't have to cost you anything. It costs you your time. It costs you. Uh, thinking about the best way to put your message out there. Some of the social media sites that I use and that were suggested in my research, Facebook. Facebook is still there, man. Facebook sucks as far as tracking, as far as feeding you shit that, um, that's going to make you angry or irritate you or uh, rile you up in whatever way they feel they should today. They got their pulse on you. They're they're feeding you advertisements. Yes, it is it is a disgusting thing that Facebook does. But when I opened my business account, when I opened my business page, I guess it was, and switched my Facebook to only my business stuff and only liked things related to my business or related to things that I actually like. I wasn't following friends. I wasn't following everybody's bullshit. I wasn't involved in any of the, the social part of social media. All I was doing was promoting my business and looking at things that related to it. My experience on Facebook completely changed. And when I would go back and look at the um, my personal page that had been active for so long, it was just a shitstorm of bullshit. And I couldn't scroll for more than, you know, a minute. And I was just like irritated, angry. I wanted to get off it. I rarely go there. I'll go every once in a while because I have to, to interact with somebody or look at Facebook marketplace. Cause you can't do that from a business page, but holy shit, the difference is night and day. So if you're, if you've abandoned Facebook, but you still have an account open, consider starting a business page for your business. It gains eyes. And it's not as bad as Facebook was the last time I was using it. Um, Rewilders Life says, I need to advertise for someone else. I can't clean any more <clears throat> uh, subcontractors. <clears throat> I know you, uh, I know, I know the, the hassle that comes with, uh, with adding people, adding people um, to that. Hanging Laundry says, your Facebook business account attached to your personal. Yes, it is. Um, my main login is, um, and my, my Facebook account is my personal account, but I have a page. And when I switch to that, it switches everything to viewing for the page. And I just don't switch back. So all I do is have the page view. Uh, Instagram is also attached to that. I, I, I just dabble in it with the lots project stuff. I really rarely go on, like I said, on, uh, on personal and when it gets switched to a personal account, I, it just like it's instant. I can instantly tell just by the feel and the and the vibe of the feed. So consider it if uh, if Facebook has turned you off and uh, but it, it is for a business use and for a, a an end goal. I think it's uh, I think it's OK and you can get away with it without uh, dealing with all the bullshit that comes with it. Um, Twitter X or whatever it's called. Uh, man, I, I use that uh, quite a bit. It's it's just a, it's a one-way thing. I don't, most of these social media things is one way. Uh, I have a few that I use uh, for personal use, but uh, most of them are, are, are only creating. Facebook, I, I try to just stay industry relevant in what I'm looking at. Instagram, I don't look at it all. I only post on uh, Twitter or X or whatever it's fucking called. I, I will post and then promote my posts. I found this great um, this great sats for likes. I can use some of the the value for value Bitcoin that I earn, the Satoshis I
Hey, that was quick. That was quick. Um, anyway, I uh, so I use that. I promote those out there. Um, LinkedIn is a great place to promote your business. There's a lot of communities there that uh, you can get in that are similar businesses and local, regional, and nationwide, worldwide communities that you can jump into. Um, as far as social media goes, man, you go on, you can uh, post your story, you can post about your business, videos about you doing whatever you do, interacting with people, asking questions. Don't be afraid you're going to give away your secret, man. Uh, I, I highly doubt you're the only one thinking about it or doing it, uh, and that doesn't matter especially if it's a regional or a local thing. It doesn't matter if Sam in uh, Sam in, in uh, San Francisco is doing the same thing as you in Dallas. Uh, you don't have the same customers. But you might gain a following uh, doing videos of uh, replying to questions from Sam in San Francisco. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think... I think people get worried that they're going to give away their uh, their industry secrets on social media. And uh, for most of us that are starting up side hustles, they ain't really... Uh, you get worried and concerned about things that just don't work or don't matter. Excuse me. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn is that social media platform. Some of the other ones I like to use, and I was very successful on a local level uh, when I was building the Comfrey business and the farm business and things like that were um, Craigslist. Craigslist, I don't even know if, if, if people use it much anymore. Craigslist was huge um, when Facebook banned animal sales and you had to jump through hoops to do it i mean there were ways to list animals there were ways to list eggs there were ways to list everything you wanted to sell that they wouldn't let you sell you just had to get a little creative you had to use words that their computer that is the nice part about when humans aren't reading this shit and it's computers that are uh deciding what's going on is you can just use your human brain and get around it Craigslist was fantastic. Um, Nextdoor, we didn't have enough people in our area to use Nextdoor. Our address didn't populate any Nextdoor. But from what I understand in the cities, if you can get over all the political nonsense and the Karens and the HOAs and all that bullshit in Nextdoor, it, um, it's a great place to advertise services, products, uh, local things handyman businesses uh jack spierko talks about the guy that uh is booked solid on next door with a trailer just hauling shit around check out next door if you have enough people in your area to have a next door um have a next door so hey uh philippine nomad switching over on that facebook looking from the philippine nomad uh facebook page how's it going how's it going um there oh uh hunter says that um hunter says that's still there uh craigslist is still there and uh rehoming fees yeah rehoming fees um i um i i think i was i was selling day old chicks i think at one point i had them listed as 28 day matured eggs or something like that it was something ridiculous and i had a picture of an egg and then the second picture when you swiped was a baby chick and the computer just picked it up as eggs and then they uh then they um then yeah it was it was an interesting experiment <coughs> i was routinely I was uh, I was routinely getting the messages that my uh, my marketplace ads had been taken down, <laughs> completely taken down. Um, and Backwoods Butcher says they've gotten a little more relaxed with that on Facebook. I mean, they have to. Uh, Egg and Laundry says eggs with legs. Yeah, pretty much. And Craigslist is is still used, but not as hot. Yeah, when they took the when they took the um, the hookers off there when they took the ability to buy sex workers or uh, have random hookups on Craigslist, I think is when, when the usage went down. Um, uh, John Willis SOE says the only thing you'd be missing out on Facebook is the marketplace. Marketplace is it's, I mean, it is, it is definitely a peer to peer exchange network and it, it's fantastic. Uh, especially once you get it off Facebook. Uh, if you gain that customer on Facebook, get them the fuck off Facebook, get their information, get their phone number, um, be able to interact with them other than on Facebook, 
So when Facebook decides to nuke your account, uh, you have contact with those local, local customers, whether it be people that are buying eggs from you or you're fixing their fence, um, be able to get in contact with them. So that is kind of social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Nextdoor, Craigslist. Another free way, another free way to get your side hustle out there. Hopefully you are passionate about your side hustle. Hopefully you are knowledgeable about side hustle. Start writing about it. Start writing articles about it on a blog. You can get a blog started for free, for free. Uh, it's not the best setup. It's not the ideal setup long-term for free, but you can get going. You can start getting articles out there. You can start posting these articles about your industry, your side hustle, the thing you're passionate about should be easy for a little while to write about. Just write about it. Doesn't have to be perfect, um, perfect author, high end writing. It doesn't have to be spotless. It doesn't, it has to make sense basically enough to get through the article, have a little information, and then obviously link to somewhere people can find you. Now, just writing a blog post isn't enough to put it out there. Nobody's going to see it. Everybody thinks I got to put a website up and Google's just going to send people to it. The key to maximizing the blog post is that social media thing I talked about for a second before. When, you're when you get on social media, if you take the advice that I gave and you get in groups on your business page that revolve around your group. Here's an example. I talk about RV living. I talk about full-time RV living. Talk about nomad living, things like that. I joined a bunch of full-time RV groups. They're horrible. They're, I, they are cesspools of people trolling, cesspools of people not wanting to take a minute to look something up, throwing questions out, people that are doing things that are just insane. I don't know if they're doing them on purpose or I feel sorry for society. So I don't read a whole lot of it, but you know what I do? I scan the questions or I'll go to the page and I'll search. And if I have an article, a blog post, a YouTube video, or anything like that about the question, post the link. Look at the rules of the groups you join. Make sure you can post links to relevant articles. Don't spam the group. I usually only answer questions. That way they're not saying, um, Pip says people are still reading blog posts. They are when you put it in front of their face. When they ask a question and you provide an answer with a blog post link, people will click on it. Have a hook at the beginning. Make it look good. Make it have pictures or make it relevant to their question. And they might dig in. They might. I'm not saying everybody will. But the people that are interested and the people that are going to be the customers you want that want that information will go and see it. Same thing with YouTube videos. If you have a YouTube video that is answering a question that somebody asks, post that YouTube link. You get kicked out of the group, you get kicked out of the group, whatever. It wasn't worth being there anyway. That is the only reason I am there is to promote my knowledge to people asking questions, asking questions about my knowledge. Find those people, spread your word that way. It takes work. It takes time. It doesn't cost any money to do. So that is a, that is a strategy with a blog, um, guest blogging for other people, finding, getting your writing going getting better at it, mediocre at best and better, then you go and start looking at other people's blogs. You start looking at blogs in your industry or on the fringes of your industry, maybe on a crossover. Um, maybe there is something where, in my case, there is a, uh, a blog about nomad van life. I don't live in a van. I don't live in a van, but we also do have a lot of crossover as far as, um, you know, finding places to stay or free water on the road or great places to get a cheap meal that's going to fill you up or, you know, things like that, that cross over between full-time RV and van life. Maybe I approach that blogger and say, hey, I notice you don't have any articles on your website about uh, XYZ, whatever topic you pick, that's a crossover between the two. You ask them, Hey, you mind if I write an article, a guest post? I will guarantee you that anybody, anybody that's got a blog going, then somebody goes, Hey, I want to put some content up for you on your site. Just link me back to mine. They're going to go, Okay. What does it hurt? What does it hurt? 
Um, Pip says joining Facebook Jeep groups that won't allow business posts like duction cups was a waste of time. You did it wrong, Tip. You did it wrong. <laughs> you uh, you post pictures, videos, and doc and uh, and um, pictures, videos, and testimonials, things like that, personally, and wait for people to ask. Wait, what? Wait, what is that thing? Where did you get it? They can't kick you out of the group for answering a question where you got something, man. Think about the mentality of the people running the group. Think about what they're seeing when they're looking at you. Don't go in and post and blast your advertising. Do the end around. Get people asking questions. Post pictures. Teasers. Making people wonder what it is and where you got it. Because if they haven't seen it before and it's cool, like duction cups or duction cup board, people are going to ask questions. Wait, where'd you get that? What magazine did you get that out of? What accessory catalog did you, did you make that? Can you make me one? Those are the questions you start getting when you post cool shit like that in those groups. So really, really come up with a strategy to work yourself around that. Don't be the guy advertising in the group. Be the knowledge source and the resource to find out the answers to questions. Um, so I talked about blogging. YouTube, same thing. Um, YouTube's probably the easier uh quicker more uh more relevant than blogging at the moment start yourself a youtube channel it's free you got a gmail you got a gmail address oh you don't it's free it takes two seconds literally takes two seconds i think i have like 17 to 19 i don't know somewhere in there don't use the majority of them but they're there uh it takes two seconds to sign up <coughs> connect it to a youtube account start going Start going. Just put stuff up. Like I said with the blogging, you, um, <laughs> herpes. Backwoods says herpes. I got it from your mom. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, YouTube, YouTube is going to be the same thing I said with the blogs. If you have a side hustle, you're hopefully passionate about it. You hopefully have a little knowledge about it. Make some videos. Make some videos of the things you struggled to find out how to get done in your industry. Don't worry about people copying your business. Don't worry about people copying your videos. You do you. There are so many people in the world. And if you tried to sell to them all, it won't, wouldn't happen anyway. So spread your information. My biggest tip on the content creation round, round table, uh, round table I did with Tim and Backwoods and Nicole was, man, if you searched for an answer, and you couldn't find it, make a video about it. If you finally find the answer, you finally figure it out, you finally, finally uh, reach that summit of, of figuring out your problem, and it was a struggle and you couldn't find good information, be that information because someone else is looking for that answer too. Make your YouTube channel relevant to your business have your links to your website or wherever you're running your business out of, whether it's a Facebook page or whatnot. Uh, even, I think even if it's a local business, having the eyes on your YouTube channel, having the eyes looking at what you're doing, someone local enough is going to find they thinks your stuff is cool enough and they know anybody close, they're going to spread the word. I don't think making content about your side hustle is a bad idea. I don't think it necessarily will turn into your main revenue source. It could turn into a small revenue source, but any eyes seeing what you're doing is never a bad thing. Uh, Backwood says you want people copying your videos, especially of your if you're especially if you're confident in your content because if theirs sucks, they're going to find yours. Uh, okay. <laughs> I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Uh, let's go on to something for you guys that are starting like a handyman business, a knife sharpening business, uh, a lawn maintenance business, um, cleaning like, uh, like Rachel, um, Rachel at Rewilder local stuff. You're going to want to get in front of local people. Where are you going to find local people? Community events, a lot of times, a lot of times, local community events are free. A lot of times they're not. Farmer's markets, sometimes there's a fee to set up. 
sometimes if you're not selling anything physically, you just want to set up a table. Sometimes you can talk to the market and say, hey, do you mind if I just set up an information style booth? I'm not selling anything. Um, maybe not. But festivals, community events, town events, uh, a lot of times they're looking for vendors. You don't have to be a selling anything to be a vendor. You could be selling yourself, not like Kyle would sell himself, but you could be selling the idea, your services, not on site, but after the fact. So, hey, uh, I just sit there and talk to people. Why are you here? I used to talk to people about everything other than the microgreens that I was selling at the farmer's market. The microgreens that I sold at the farmer's market was a vehicle to advertise the rest of everything I had. Yes, did I enjoy sell, selling microgreens to customers? I did. Uh, my hope when I was doing it was to find a chef that liked my microgreens enough that he wanted to do it directly. Or I found a customer that I talked to about microgreens that realized that I gave a shit about my food and understood that at my farm, relatively close, because you're kind of close if you're local, um, I have quality eggs. I have quality poultry. I have quality rabbits. What else do you sell at your farm? I couldn't bring all of that stuff to the farmer's market because of legal restrictions, because of state restrictions on processing and all of that. I found the easiest product I could bring to hopefully cover the cost of the farmer's market booth each week. But that time spent, the value in that was finding those other local customers that were A, interested in my well-grown vegetable but B was probably health conscious about all the other things that I was growing on my farm that I could only sell from the farm or quote unquote from the farm. Who knows where it got driven to have an exchange, but I couldn't have it at the farmer's market. So use the vehicle that's easy enough to get you in front of the eyes to then sell what you want. Um, Uh, <laughs> Backwood says for five to ten mental health donations, you can get some mountain grown gun oil at SRF. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's the thing. That's the thing. Um, Backwoods Butcher says because there's no way I would ever sell wild game products straight out. Yes. Uh, but you know what? If you went and spent, even if it's five bucks a week, if Kyle went and spent five bucks a week to sit at a farmer's market, as goofy as he looks, if he could print out pictures or flyers or just talk about butchery, talk about whatever anybody wants when they show up, conversation and networking are absolutely game changers when you're the local guy, especially the smaller the area gets. The smaller the population gets, the more tight-knit and word-of-mouth it ends up being. Like I said, we didn't have Nextdoor. We had the hardware store. We had people talking to each other, know everything about town, small-town bullshit. It's worse. It's, it's one of the worst things there is, but it can also be one of the best if you know how to use it right. So... Use that in-person networking. Use those town festivals. Use the farmer's markets. Use the community nights. Those things. Uh, network through there. Next thing on the list, networking. Uh, find, business, find business networking events. Get talking to the other business owners in your area. Do you know who knows customers in your area? Business owners that have customers. You don't necessarily have to sell the owner. You have to... You have to uh, build a relationship with the owner so they're comfortable enough with you and your product that they'll send their customers to you. Network with other business owners. Go to um, uh, BNI, I think. Uh, some of these networking, um, depending on the size of your area, there's networking, uh, rotary clubs, things like that, where business owners get together. Um, can't think of what I want. The, the Civic Association. Oh. Uh, the hell is the name of the, the group I'm, I'm thinking of? 
small business owners in the in the local community, <coughs> things like that. Um, Loco says we went to a local four by four prepper event recently. Found my buddy that freelances his knife sharpening services. Now partners with a tactical gear dude. He only uses Facebook page and word of mouth. When you're doing physical activities like that, there's a point where you can't do any more. Well, I can only get so many customers when I talk to John. How many customers do you need? How many hours are in the day? How many, like Kyle, how many, how many pigs and cows can you literally do in a week? So how many customers do you actually have to secure? Obviously, you want more than is going to fill you with with you know just the way business works, but really evaluate how many knives can you sharpen in a week, especially if it's a side hustle and it's starting up. It's probably part time. It's probably in your spare time. Um, man, like you got to think scale. Everybody wants to blow up. Everybody wants to rule the world. But man, um, if you got it priced right and you and you're doing what you enjoy, maybe having a few customers isn't the worst thing in the world. Um, uh, Kyle says, have your product be the best possible. Did two emergency slaughters for a customer that is turning into 40 pigs next year. Kyle, and he also says he's really just looking for people to fill him. Uh, we don't need to talk about your, uh, your after work activities though. Uh, so networking, networking anywhere. Man, networking doesn't mean going to a networking event necessarily either. Uh, I think I found multiple customers at the grocery store, standing in line at the grocery store. You hate standing in line at the grocery store? Start talking to somebody. Talk to the person in front of you, behind you. It's easy. People want to know about you if they're going to talk to you. Look at them and say, hey, how's it going today? If they say good and put their head down, don't push it. Just be respectful of that. But you know what? The majority of the time when you're like, hey, how are you doing today? And somebody says, hey, I'm good. I'm like, and they they engage you. They might not say anything else, but they they keep looking at you. You can tell they're waiting for the next thing you say. Oh, what do you do? You got a day off on Wednesday? You start start that conversation. Ask something about them. And more than likely, they're going to ask something about you. And if they don't, and you don't talk to them about what you wanted or what you intended, you just have a conversation, man, it just made waiting in line a little easier. All of a sudden, now you're through the checkout line. You met somebody, you had a nice conversation. But there is that chance in that conversation that you've already broke that ice. You already have that. It's not a relationship. It's not like a strong relationship, but you're not salesy. You're not saying, hey, I'm Brian and I do XYZ knife sharpening. Be like, hey, how you doing today? What do you do? And they talk about something. Oh, I'm a butcher. I'm a butcher. Oh, do you do you sharpen your own knives? Well, I touch them up as I'm working. But man, every once in a while, I'd really like somebody to just come and pick up half my knives and take them and sharpen them and uh, bring them back. Oh, that's weird. I, I just opened up a sharpening side hustle. I I really enjoy sharpening knives. I would I would love to come and do that. I mean. Shit like that happens every day because people are having conversations. So that's networking. Um, now we're coming up here 53. Let me roll down through this um, list. Uh, there's one more I wanted to hit uh, before I take off today. Podcast guesting. Podcast guesting. If you have a business, and this one is more widespread unless you have a thriving local podcast or local podcast community or you can target a certain area. But if you're selling online, you have a service online, you have a book, you have something that can ship, you are nation or worldwide, look at getting on podcasts as a guest. Look at relevant podcasts. There's there's podcasts about everything in the world and there's more coming up every day. Anybody doing interviews would be happy to have a, a, a guest list that's stacked down and I could just choose from. Reach out, reach out and talk to podcasters. Email them, go to their website. There's usually a spot on their website that says, come on my show, fill out this form. Uh, some use services, some don't. Uh, you can pay a lot of money to get on podcasts or you can do it for free. 
it's like uh it's like the facebook ad things man like it's all how much you want to put into it but sharing your story on podcasts is a great way to do it and i learned from a guest on my podcast what makes it comfortable to be on a podcast write a list of 10 questions that are about your service a lot of times podcast hosts ask you to submit questions for them. They don't have time to dig in to all of the things about you. That's your job is to provide that to them. A lot of times they'll ask for questions. Even if they don't ask for questions, practice 10 questions about your industry. The main questions that you get get asked all the time, the main questions you're going to submit to these podcasts Ask yourselves these questions in the mirror and answer them every day. Answer them. What is your business? Why did you get into this? Tell me a story about your worst day uh, on, on, this new, on this new adventure. Answer these questions every day. And then when you're on the podcast and you see the amount of people watching or you're like, oh, my God, this is going to go out to 100,000 people or whatever. You hear that question and instinctively like muscle memory, you just answer it. You don't have to think about it. You answer it. You can keep flowing. You don't stutter. You keep the, the conversation going because you've practiced, you've under, you understood, <laughs> you understood the question and it immediately came out. Uh, that's the advice I have uh, to, to, to be successful on as a podcast guest, but what a powerful way to get your message out there, to get your message out there permanently. You get on big podcasts, you get on small podcasts. It doesn't matter. The small ones are great practice, but you never, you only need one customer. You only need to make it worth it to go on. You only need to spread your message. And it might not be tomorrow, but three weeks or a month or a year from now when that podcast is sitting out there and somebody picks it up because they're like, oh, I, uh, I thought I heard someone about this guy and they search your name in the podcast thing. You don't have a podcast, but your name pops up on some obscure one that you were on a year ago. That might land your biggest customer. Just talk about your story everywhere you can. That is the biggest thing. The free way to spread your word is to talk about what you're doing. Find people and talk about it. Anyway, guys, I did. I got like halfway through this list. It's it's a great list. I'll probably uh, I'll probably put it away for another day when we get on a side hustle topic. But I enjoyed talking about it. Tomorrow, we actually are talking about strategies for being a better interviewer. I was just telling you how a few things, a few quick tips on how to be a great interviewee to get on podcasts and talk about your business. I'm going to come from the other side tomorrow. We're talking content creation. We're going to talk about being an interviewer, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a YouTube channel, whether it's in person in an event. Let's, uh, let's just talk about some simple strategies to be a good interviewer and get the most out of that time when you're having guests on. Uh, that's tomorrow, guys. I hope everybody makes it through the, the emergency alert systems today. I'm, ex I'm ex excited to hear uh, tomorrow morning in the coffee chat at the beginning of the episode um, what everybody's experience is, whether it was it. Uh, and hopefully we get to meet up tomorrow and it isn't a zombie apocalypse or uh, or all our cell phones are deleted or whatever, whatever might be coming of it. But I appreciate you listening today, guys. If you'd like to participate in that live comments tomorrow morning or any day, you can always join it live Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Central on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter. If you enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with others. You can find a post about the episode along with links to all my social media services I offer and recommended products and companies I'm affiliated with at theblotsproject.com. Be sure to listen on one of your favorite podcast 2.0 value for value podcast players like Podverse or Fountain.fm. Make it a great day, guys. It's hump day. Once we're over the hump, we're on the way to the weekend. Make it a good one. Stay safe with that emergency alert system test today. And uh, we'll catch up with everyone tomorrow. 